Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new segment of the podcast, a collaboration with me and the host of the Kayfabed podcast, Carlos Duran. Welcome to the Compendium Hour. In the Compendium Hour, this will all be about sci-fi, paranormal, all kinds of, you know, cases and stuff like that, horror movies, um, serial killers, it'll be all based on that category. So if you have any type of interest or you are curious at all you want to learn about the subject and you know you you, you're interested in it this is definitely the place to be the first episode we'll be talking about the zodiac killer and we will get into all the details in it uh deep with the murderers and the murder victims and people that were involved in the case we get into debt it is a well put together conversation that I think you guys will be excited for. The case is very unique, um, you know, and we did all kinds of research, all kinds of stuff, just so we can provide good, you know, facts for you guys. But without further ado, let's hop into the Compendium Hour. Welcome, everybody. This is the debut of the new show that we're gonna have here twice a month with our co-hosts andrew cervantes welcome everybody to the compendium hour in this show we will be talking about murder cases paranormal activity sci-fi um basically anything that has to do with that kind of world and yeah we're trying to do this twice a month like i said in the beginning um and uh yeah see where it goes but our first case today is going to be on the zodiac killer or the zodiac murder whichever one you want to go by or even just the zodiac but like I said, it's me. I'm Carlos Duran, the host of Cape, the Cape Faith Podcast, and I'm also here with my co-host Andrew Cervantes from the In Conversation Podcast. How you doing today? How you doing tonight, bro? Yo, what's up, man? I'm happy to be, you know, happy to do this collab. Happy to be, um, you know, here with the Compendium Hour, and I'm happy to, you know, talk about some cases. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I was telling you when we first were about to start this show, the Zodiac Killer. I wanted to do the Zodiac Killer, and you like got pumped because you were like, "Bro, I talked about this shit. <laughs> I thought about this the first day, my first episode, right, or something." And I was like, "Yeah." And I had just watched the movie, and I was like, "Yeah, we should do the Zodiac Killer." Yeah, I was down to do it because I mean, I, I mean, because rumor had it like, or not too long ago, I think it was like a couple months ago, they they said they had solved the Zodiac Killer. You know, like on, I don't know, like on a TMZ article or something like that. I forgot what they said his name was, but they said they had solved it. But I don't think, you know, it'll ever be solved like that. But I mean, we'll get into the details, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we'll get into the details a little later tonight. Um, But yeah, so like I said, we're going to try and shoot this podcast so twice a month. Um, I'm aiming for it to be every Saturday. so by this time it's out it should either be saturday or wednesday night that i put this out but um every saturday of the every other saturday of the month so this will be starting with the zodiac killer but yeah we're just gonna get into some details and shit and you know have a fun time in case people are wondering why we're doing this podcast really quickly just want to mention i do have a criminal justice degree so don't just think we're doing this shit just to fucking ride off the coattails of criminal of uh true crime podcast oh yeah so i'm a bachelor i'm a bachelor's i'm a bachelor's of criminal justice so i know what the he knows what he's about. talking he knows what he's talking about and me i don't know i feel like i just have a passion for these fucking weird movies i don't know i thought about being a cinema major and shit so i watch a lot of movies on this stuff so i i know low-key a little you know not as much as my boy you know my my, my co-host over here or whatever 
Carlos <laughs> Duran, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, let's just hop right into it, man. All right, so we're hopping straight into it, man. So we're going to go off, just going to break it down the episode to you. We're going to go into the murder cases. We're obviously going to go into the letters about the Zodiac, the ones he sent to them. And then we're also going to talk about um, the last couple killings, the 1969 males, and then present time. And yeah, a few other stuff. Like I said, um, kind of just going to do it out there, but I'm going to go first with the first murder case, which is the Lake Herman Road murder. So on December 20th of 1968, David Arthur, before I even pronounce his name, actually, forgive me if I butcher these names. <laughs> no, no, no. These, There's a some... lot of names in here that are hard, you know? So before we get into any of these names, forgive us. Yeah. yeah no disrespect to the victims. Just, you know, I, I remember no, no, some no, of these names. Sure. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, man. Like, I don't even know. What, I don't even want to butcher that name. Anyway. But on December 20th, 1968, David Arthur Faraday and Betty Lou were on a date parked on Lake Herman Road in Benicia, California, which is around the Bay Area of California, I believe. Um, they had a plan going on a Christmas, going to a Christmas concert at Hogan High School. Instead, they visited a friend before stopping at a, loner, at a local diner. They pulled into uh, the Lake Herman Road around 10, 15 p.m. in David's mom's uh, Rambler car. I couldn't quite find what the actual model was, but I knew it was a Rambler for what I've researched. They pulled into a well-known lover's lane area, which is a place in the Zodiac had killed one of his, I think a couple, most of his killings were, took place near a lover's lane area. Um, this is where the Zodiac or the killer at least um, had decided to pull up next to their car from behind and shoot the couple point blank. And then around 11 PM and then around 11 PM, um, Stella Bogers, who was a resident who lived near, who lived nearby, found their bodies and contacted police. Um, so the way that happened is, I, I guess, uh, some of the some podcast episodes I was listening to is uh, near that area, Lake Herman Road. He um, she pulled up from a gas station or from a diner or something, not too, not like right around before 11 p.m. And had stopped to grab something for her daughter or something. I got a I forget if it was like a gas station, or a little supermarket, like a restaurant or something. And she pulled into the Lake Herman Road and she kind of stopped to see, you know, she saw this car and she was like, what, what's this? And that's where she saw the bodies. And immediately she fucking hit the gas and went to contact the police. Um, it is around this time where detectives believe that the murder happened just before 11 p.m. as the details from the scene and the witnesses had matched closely um, around the time when the murder had took place. And that is the beginning of the whole Zodiac theory. You know what I mean? And one of the yeah, I don't know if you've seen this part, but I was if you watch BuzzFeed Unsolved, that area is literally nowhere. Like in the movie, they kind of make it seem like it's it's in a hill, but there's nothing out there, like absolutely Just nothing, like nothing at all. Like yeah, I mean, weren't they like on a cliff or something? Like enjoying the view, you know, just like a young couple just talking in a car, and then of course, like stereotypical, like fucking movies are, oh, you know, the killer comes, shoots them, or kills them. You know what I mean? So I guess what had happened was, so they're in the Lover Lane area, and um, I always get this murder and the Blue Rock Springs murder mixed up because the movie I believe doesn't do the Lake Herman Road murder. So, um, the Lake Herman Road murder—they're on a cliff, um, right near, right near, I think, right near the water, which is where the water theory comes in. We'll talk about that later. So they're near the water, this kind of area, and they, this car pulls them beside, right behind them and shoots them. Now the area is literally it's country land. It's country land next to like a body of water. But 
it like miles and miles and miles upon this road even today there's nothing out there it's literally just a dead road like i don't know if you've ever driven in the back roads of modesto and patterson for those who are listening uh, locally but think about those back roads and think about like the lights and how there's nothing there we're also going to get into um i feel like a thing that doesn't really get in uh one of the cases that i don't really get into it much um something that happened in modesto we'll get into that later but yeah it's literally just a dead end road it's it's nothing there's nothing out there you know this is where teenagers had to go and do what teenagers did so obviously it's a very secluded place but yeah man i actually did not know that it was like nothing over there i mean it makes sense because like if he would target people that were alone right and you know if you knew of that area you knew that fucking no one was gonna be there so it's perfect you know in his head he's like oh fucking perfect chance to kill you know what i mean yeah. find your first victim but i mean hold on let me sorry i'm fucking over here having a brain fart and shit oh good forgive us if if we seem kind of unorganized this is our first episode you know and no for real we're podcasters already we have our own podcast it's we're gonna this is gonna be a little bit getting used to we've started this is this is what we do we're raw and fucking unfiltered and we don't care (laughs) no but on like he shined zodiac pulled up right shined he shined a bright light and he shot them both you know sadly and then he called the he had called the police department and tell them that he had this, killed them. This, this is are you talking about the Blue Rocks murder? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if yeah, you want yeah. to get the details first, like the the day and stuff. No, no, this is still the blue. This is it's still the Blue Rocks murder. But he he had to call them, you know, call the police and tell them that he had shot him with a nine millimeter, you know, nine millimeter pistol, pistol. whatever. And then he, um he had send the San Francisco Chronicle a letter letting them know that he killed multiple people. And gets into detail on how, and basically they told them that if they don't publish his shit, he's basically going to go on a rampage over the weekend, right? And this is July fourth, right? I think it is July fourth. Yeah. So the July fourth on July fourth, nineteen sixty nine, Darlene Furin and Michael McGill again. Sorry if I don't, can't pronounce their last names. Drove into the Blue Rock Spring Park in Vallejo, California. If you're not familiar with Vallejo, is that I believe is it Six Flags Discovery Kingdom that's out there? Yeah, it is. Okay, so it's Vallejo is where Discovery Kingdoms is at. Um, Blue Rock Springs was also known to be a lover's lane, which was also, which was um, actually, I don't think they referenced this in a lot of places, but it's three, it's around three and a half, four miles away from the Lake Herman Road murder. Um, so while the couple, again, like, like Michael had stated or Andrew had stated, while the couple sat in the car, a second car pulled behind them. The driver then exited out of the vehicle, flashed the light and shine it through the windows. Um, some people leave this detail out, but it's believed that Michael had thought there was a cop that pulled that this was a cop who pulled behind them, reaching for the ID and his and at this point the killer directed this flashlight and, and the gun to Magoo's head and shot him in fair and five times. The killer walked away, but upon hearing Magoo's struggling, walked back and shot each victim twice. Around twelve thirty PM, this is where the phone call took place. A man had called the Vallejo Police Department to report and claim responsibility for not only the Blue Rock Springs murder, but also the Lake Herman murder that took place a couple months ago or a couple months ago. Um it is at this point where the police traced the call to a telephone booth near the restaurant of this area, and Fernan had survived the attack and was able to give a description of the man. The description of the man was told to be a twenty-six to thirty year old male. Nine, uh, weighing nine hundred, weighing one hundred ninety-five to two hundred pounds, five foot eight inches, a white male with short, light brown hair. Fur and later died from his injuries at the hospital. Then this is where we get into the letters of the zodiac. 
Um, so I'll kind of take over from here really quickly. On August 1st, 1969, three letters were sent to the kill- from the killer and received by three different local newspapers. One being the Vallejo Times Herald, uh, the Vallejo Times Herald, the other being the San Francisco Chronicle, and then the other being the last one being the San Francisco Examiner. Um, these letters took credit for both the Lake Herman Road murder and the Blue Rock Springs murder, and each note included one third of the four of the four hundred and eight symbol cryptograph, which claimed to have his identity in it. Um, this is where he demanded uh, that th- they would print the cipher on the front page. I actually have the 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 thing if you want to read it really quick here, Michael. Let me send you that message really quick. Um, yeah, you should shoot. Yeah, so he sends these letters to, to the Chronicle and all these newspapers, and they're left with the dilemma of like, well, fuck, he's saying print these ciphers, and if we don't print these ciphers, either we could be responsible for the murders, or we're just like, fuck that, we're not doing anything. And I guess they chose to print the, print the ciphers. Yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. I'm looking at them fucking right now. This, <laughs> Sorry, this fucking hell on cut. Let me see. So the link I sent you is is how is is what is what said. Sorry, I'm just shook. This guy's just so weird. <laughs> like, I'm just it, like, it, what the it, fuck? It creeps you out when you start to learn no, about it. it. Is. I, remember, I know. I think both me and you both talked about it when we saw the movie. It creeps you out. Like, it, I, I watched the movie around one o'clock at night, and I was like, oh, this is unsettling. No, the guy's weird. It's like it makes you like wonder and. Like in the first one, right in the lake, the her- the lake Herman, the road murder. Uh, did he? I don't think he had sent a letter, right? No, he didn't. So he didn't send the letter until after he committed the the Blue Rock Springs murder. And then he admitted that he did both of them, right, in the letter. Yeah. So on August, so on July fourth, nineteen sixty nine, that's when the Blue Rock Springs murder occurred. And then a month later, on August first, he sent the three letters to Vallejo Times, San Francisco Chronicle, and the, and the San Francisco Examiner. And then that's where he took credit for the Lake Herman murder and the Blue Rock Springs murder. And it wasn't he he hadn't yet said he was the Zodiac. Because remember, a lot of people don't know. I, don't, I didn't even know this until just recently. I kind of remember, but I didn't know. He came up with the name of the Zodiac. They didn't name him the Zodiac. He came up with that name. Yeah, yeah. And the, the term the term serial killer wasn't even used um, or didn't even come into fruition back in 1969. It barely became a thing, I think, back in the 80s or 90s. Wow, I actually didn't know that. And uh, I, in his letters, didn't he like state that like he clearly said like this is the zodiac, you know? Yeah. So one of, speaking. So we'll get into that in a little bit, but the main line that he used was "Dear editor, this is the zodiac speaking." Damn, that's fucking weird. <sighs> Did you have the letter know. ready for the first one? Yeah. Let's see. Go ahead and read it to the listeners. All right. Let me let me go ahead and read you guys. If I pronounce anything wrong, forgive me, please. It says. Dear editor, this is the murder of the two teenagers last Christmas at Lake Herman and the girl of the fourth and the girl of Fourth of July near the golf course in Vallejo. To prove I killed them, I shall state some facts which only I and the police know. Says Christmas. One brand name of ammo super X. Two, ten shots were fired. Three, the boy was on his back with his feet to the car. Four, the girl was on her right side, feet. To the west, Fourth of July. Uh, yeah, and then Fourth of July. One girl was wearing pattern slacks. Two, the boy was also shot in the knee. Three, brand name of ammo was Western. And then this is still it says over. 
Here is part of the cipher. The other two parts of this cipher are being mailed to the editors of the Vallejo Times and SF Examiner. I want you to print this cipher on the front page of your paper, and this cipher is my identity. If you do not print this cipher by the afternoon of, of Friday 1st of August 6th, Og, Og 6 9. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he does it really weird. Yeah, I don't I know, know when I, I first I, read it. I'll explain to you why he does that, but go ahead and finish the letter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it says, I will go on a kill rampage. Fry night, I will cruise. Uh, this fucking deep, bro. Fry <laughs> night, I will cruise around all weekend, killing lone people in the night, then move on to kill again until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend. Then he has his Zodiac logo, like a cross with a circle in it. Then it has... A bunch of his weird symbols. So the reason, I don't know if you noticed, but in the letter that I sent you, it says Christmas with two S's. And it's believed that the Zodiac purposely misspelled some of the things. So you know how he goes by the afternoon of Fry, first of Aug 69. Obviously, if you were to spell Friday and just use the syllables, it'd be F-R-I, not F-R-Y. And it's believed yeah. he was trying to hide his intelligence because they, they believed at the time that he was definitely someone of higher intelligence and he wanted he didn't want them figuring out that i mean especially this guy literally has his own fucking cipher on a page um but he tended to misspell in a lot of his letters just to throw off um the detectives and the and the and the, and the uh the investigators so they wouldn't realize how intelligent he really was um so oh. the reason he spells chris he spells christmas um, wrong twice in the letter was because he didn't want people to realize how intelligent he really was i was thinking that too i was like oh, i thought i was fucking tripping i was like what? That's, <laughs> that's another that's another thing i had i had looked through my research about but yeah christmas is spelled with two s's which is threw me the fuck off when i was reading this <laughs> fry f-r-i or f-r-y obviously first of aug six nine like i don't know and then the periods are all fucked up and capitalization and then on, he just leaves this weird like these weird symbols you know what i mean yeah and it's just i don't know man like this guy's weird bro it's just getting me creeped the fuck out like so, so, uh, what if he's alive bro what if he just fucking like reads or listens to this we're fucked do you imagine if he listens to this podcast this is oh really no what he wanted he wanted fame causes so, breathing and shit oh no so uh the main reason why he did the ciphers again was to toy with the police he wanted to basically be this person of fame i mean the guy's basically the riddler at this point um, no really so the other thing that that tripped out detectives was so even though he sent the letters to vallejo and san francisco on in the letter it says i will go on a kill rampage friday night or friday night i will cruise around yeah. all weekend killing lone people in the night then move on to kill again until i end up with a dozen people over the weekend so even though it was sent to vallejo in san francisco they didn't know where he was going to kill he didn't put the location he just said i'm gonna go on a kill rampage so in yeah. 1969 you gotta remember that in 1969 the technology is not as advanced as it is today november 29th 2021 and they were filming this oh yeah you know they must have been he wanted to terrify the public and that's what they believe you know some of the letters and some of the the signs and the way he um you know wrote the stuff he wrote was to terrify the public it, it was it was to get people in fear and he basically got what he wanted oh he really you know? did he got everything he fucking wanted he had the city of san francisco in a panic panic no, he did everyone was fucking scared and i mean did he get the front page of the chronicle 
So what happened was, I believe the Chronicle was the one to print the cipher on the f- fourth page. So on the fourth, not even the front. So they printed the cipher, but they ended up printing it on the fourth page. And the other two, I believe, they didn't print them out until months later. Um, hmm. So it is during this time where um, the Chronicle, again, published it. Sorry, I believe it's, yeah, they published the third of the cryptogram on page four. So another thing I wanted to state was that he sent three cryptograms, which are the three uh, ciphers. He sent three parts, one to the Vallejo Times, another part to the Examiner, and another part to the uh chronicle which i believe is stated in the chronicle letter um so he wanted them to print them out so they could uh figure it out so you would literally have to go get all three of these newspapers and then try and break it decipher yeah yeah Damn, um, this bro. crazy crazy fucking guy this guy literally had everything planned out so you got to think about the intelligence this guy had again no, he was smart 1969 he's a smart guy bro like Make up your own handwriting, basically. You know what I mean, like his own code. And well, I knew yeah. the 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 police; they knew they were doing dealing with something else. So you know, when they were fucking with this guy, I don't think it's nothing anyone has ever seen. Yeah. Um. So I believe he uh sent out um another letter. So I think believe one of the detectives wanted to prove. They answered, they told him, like, hey, we want you to prove this is you sending us these letters, you know. So I believe they they um instigated it. So they were like, Hey, send me another letter of more information, we'll, we'll believe you. Uh-huh. So it was on August 7th of 1969. Another letter was received in San Francisco by the San Francisco Examiner. This was the first letter to have the iconic line, Dear Editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. And I'll read you the full letter here on this website. Um okay. Let me pull up here really quickly. Um, so Another the full letter. letters. Yeah. So the full letter, letter states this. And again, this is where the detective had asked him, send me another letter. So I know this is the actual Zodiac speaking. <clears throat> so this motherfucker must have paid for like over delivery because this is literally a few <laughs> over like whatever. Day no, this, this is literally like super quickly. So he, he, he was on it. So <clears throat> in the paper it says, dear editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. In answer to your asking for more details about the good times I had in Vallejo, I shall be very happy to supply even more material. By the way, are the police having a good time with the code? If not, tell them to cheer up. When they do crack it, they will have me. On 4th of July, I did not open the car door. The window was rolled down already. The boy was originally sitting in the front seat when I began firing. He misspelled the word firing, by the way. When I fired the first shot at his head, he leaped backwards at the same time, thus spoiling my aim. He ended up on the back seat of the floor in the back, thrashing out violently with his legs. That's how I shot him in the knee. I did not leave the scene, he spelled scene wrong, of killing with the squealing tires. He also spelled squealing wrong and racing, plus racing engine as described in the Vallejo paper. I drove away quite slowly so not to draw my attention to my car. The man who told police that my car was brown was a Negro about four, about 40 to 45, rather shabbily dressed. I was in this phone booth having some fun with the Vallejo cop when he was walking by. When I hung up the phone, the damn X at thing began, ring, began to ring and drew my attention to me plus my car. Last Christmas, again, he spelled Christmas with two S's. 
in that episode, he spelled episode wrong. The police were wondering how I could shoot plus hit my victims in the dark. They did not openly state this, but implied this by saying it was a well-lit night. I could see the silhouettes on the horizon. He spelled silhouettes wrong. Bullshit that the area is surrounded by high hills plus trees. What I did was tape a small pencil flashlight to the barrel of my gun. If you notice, in the center of the beam of the light, if you aim it at a wall or ceiling, you will see a black or dark spot in the center of the circle light about three to six inches across. When I tape the gun barrel, the bullet will strike in the center of the black dot in the light. All I had to do was spray them as if it was a water hose. There was no need to use the gun sights. I was not happy to see that I did not get the front page. Zodiac symbol insert here, no address. So he knew he didn't get the front page. He got the third, he got the fourth page of his cipher. Yeah. And they didn't, I believe the Chronicle, no, sorry, I believe the Examiner and the Vallejo, Vallejo Times didn't print them on the front page. So he never did get the front page. He never, they never got, he never got that request. I don't think he ever got the front page, right? No. Like, um, so they, they did not want to give him publicity. Yeah, you know, I think that was what, that was a big thing. I, I I remember watching in the movie. They didn't they, they didn't want to give him what he wanted, basically. Yeah. What did you think of the letters when you first when you first read? Did, did they creep you out when during the movie? No, they're hella they're creepy, you know, but they're like they're interesting, you know what I mean? Like just as someone that's like on an observer of the case, I, I don't think I've ever seen like a murderer do stuff like this, you know what I mean? And the fact, like for us personally, that it's in our area, you know, that there's a killer so in our area. area, you know what I mean? So I think I think it, it, it hits people like in the Bay Area or the Northern California like a little more just because yeah. you can relate. A lot of the time, like a lot of his killings were places that like we have, we drive, like, you know, like not on a fucking day-to-day basis, but like, you know, maybe a couple of times a year, like you could visit there. Like we're not far from where those people like died you know yeah mm-hmm. and i lived so, i lived in san francisco for three years so. that's what i'm saying and it's like i don't know i just think it like it it's i'm never related to a case like this and this just happens to be one of the weirdest cases unsolved cases like ever that's just a really popular case but those letters to answer your question they just i don't know man they're weird uh, i think it's i don't know like they just it's it's almost like a cliffhanger you know it's like teasing the police like hey like fuck you i'm killing these people what are you gonna do about it you know what i mean yeah it's very much like a supervillain almost i mean like again yeah we we live in the central valley so i can only imagine 1969 you're reading about this in the paper like oh there's a serial killer on the loose not only is there a serial killer on the loose but he's writing to the public I'm going to kill people. I'm going on on a rampage. So you can oh, only imagine people, people are locking their doors at night. They're locking their windows. They're afraid of this guy. And another thing to note too is um, the Charles Manson murders. Charles Manson murder had just happened. So, you know, the wow. Zodiac was obviously trying to gain fame from this. So he wanted to do these killings in such an abrupt way. He wanted fame. He wanted to make sure people got, um, you know, people knew what was happening. Do you think he was influenced by the Charles Manson murders? So we're going to get into that in a bit. So the Lake Baronessa murder is believed to be influenced because of the Charles Manson murders. But we'll get into that in a second. I'll give you my theory about that. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I said, being from the area and being so close, I remember seeing, um, actually, if you look it up, I talked about this earlier with you, Michael, or Andrew, whatever you want to go by. Um, (laughs) if If you look it up, there's a video on YouTube. It's the America's America's Most Wanted by John Walsh. If you guys know who that is, um, there is an episode on the Zodiac himself, 
and they go into explicit detail about all the murders um and they told him in 1998 i believe this is when the episode came out and they told him hey if anybody has any you know information please send us information because at the time they had nothing they had no physical evidence they had nothing it had been like almost three years 30 years since the last time they received evidence so you know it's those are crazy. all signs those are all signs but we'll get into you know the details on all that it, it all makes sense so if yeah. it's sounding a little like you know kind of like unclear yet you know, it's, it's going to make sense right now. So uh, moving on from that, on August 7th again, um, he, was sent, he sent the Dear Editors the Zodiac speaking. And this is where the ciphers have been printed on the, on the pages. Um, on August 8th, 1969, um, this is where the history teacher Donald and Betty Harden of Salinas, California. Salinas is actually right by Modesto. I don't know if you know that. Salinas is literally like right before you hit Modesto. Yeah. Um, had cracked the 408 uh, cipher. In this cipher contained a misspelled message in which the killer references the most dangerous game. And I will also read you guys the cipher. Um, so this is the 408 cipher. This is the first cipher that was cracked for the Zodiac. Um, in the cipher, it says, I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. To kill something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off of a girl. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and all the lone or stray people I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow me down or stop my collecting of slaves for my afterlife. And that, that's it. It's, it's, it's haunting to hear like, this dude's collecting slaves for the afterlife. No, it really is. Like, imagine fucking... Was that one published at all in like San Francisco, like Chronicle? So, after the cipher had been punished, had been published, I don't know if it was printed, but it it was it's it, you can find easily where the cipher what the cipher says. Um, but he references the most dangerous game, which is a book about uh somebody on an island who traps people and then. Um, or he ship he traps you by shipwrecking them, and then he hunts them on the island and kills them. And you know the most dangerous game. That's what the, that's what the book is based off about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. It's. I mean, I don't and know. After hearing that, hmm? I think the the letter they had got like you know I think it was I don't know if you're seeing what I'm seeing, but it's just like all written like no spaces like you know, and it's like kind of like no, yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. So the way the cipher was written, again, it's supposed to be like a puzzle. So you're literally just yeah. reading it like, like that. So literally, it's like it looks like a word search almost. Yeah. So you can easily find it if you're interested at zodiacciphers.com. This is literally where I'm getting it. It's literally all together as if, like Andrew said, uh, a puzzle. No, it really is. It's like a puzzle. It literally looks just like a word search. I, I You could read the top. I like killing people because it is so much fun. And then it, could, it is more fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking weird and it's creeping me it's out. Weird. So, so this guy, <laughs> this guy commits murders, and then has police crack a fucking word puzzle. So you got to be. So you know, not only is he, if you think about it, if you think about it like this way, not only is he committing these murders, he's giving police shit to do no, with these time. ciphers because you know he's trying to not get them not to be on top of him because while there's while they're trying to fucking work out these ciphers. He could be out there killing somebody, and they're like, "Oh shit, we're too busy dealing trying to crack this cipher." Trying there's some ciphers. There's some ciphers today that are still not cracked. 
because of how yeah. complicated the wording is. I mean, I don't even know. Like, yeah, like I, I think I read about that too, that some aren't solved to this day. And, you know, I don't think they'll, they can't, they can't ever be solved, you know, because it's like, it's almost like me making up my own fucking language, writing whatever the fuck I want. And there's only one person that would actually be able to tell what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, that's why this case is so huge. I don't think you could ever, ever solve anything. And I think that's why it'll like never, never end. Hmm. But I mean, do you want to talk about the, the Lake uh, Barry? What is it? The Lake Berisa murder? Baronessa murder. Yeah. Baronessa so, murder. Um, this is so after the letters have been sent, um, I believe on September. Yeah. So a month later, on September 27th of 1969, the Pacific Union College students known as Brian Hart- Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard were picnicking at Lake Bernessa on a small island near Twin Oak Ridge. Um, they were then approached by a white man who was co- described from coming out of the bushes who um, the description was given uh, five, five, five foot 11 inches weighing more than 170 pounds approached the couple wearing a black, black executioner's hood with clip on sunglasses, a cloth around his neck with the Zodiac symbol on it. Um, the man claimed to be an escaped convict from a jail um, in Colorado or, Ma- or Montana, where he apparently killed a guard and subsequently sold in the car and needed the car for, or needed, um, he needed Brian's car um, to travel to Mexico. He literally stated this, like, I need to, you know, I'm leaving from Mexico. The killer had Cecilia tied up Brian before he tied her her up. Um, The couple had then tried to plead with the killer saying, hey, why are you doing this? I could write you a check for more money. You know, I I could literally help you in any way possible. Even in the movie, I Mm -hmm. believe they're like, yeah, Yeah. psychology major, like I could help you. Um, He grew, apparently he grew agitated. Like he would kind of like, he was getting ashed the more and more he talked to them because he was like, oh, they're playing with my fucking mind right now. And he the was killer, right? Yeah, Zodiac. Yeah. So another thing that's talked about, too, was how calm his voice is. He's not he's not like, get on the floor. He's like, get on the floor and give me your money. And give me your wallet. Give me your keys. <laughs> I'm remembering the, the Healy's joke we made. <laughs> give <me> your keys. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a little inside joke. I'll do it really quickly. Me and Michael were talking about this episode. We were talking about, could you imagine the Zodiac killer literally pulling up <laughs> some Healy's? <laughs> 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 some like, fucking healies skating to you be like Stop. <laughs> just imagine the visual on, on healy skating to your car and be like he rolls up like a sonic employee be like give me your wallet <laughs> well the one is fucking keelys with a gun to them ties them the fuck up and then he kills them and then bounces on his healies bro just skating away and shit oh my god <laughs> It's a really funny visual. You gotta think about it in like, the in the hoodie and everything. Yeah, in the hoodie and shit. And black Healy just give me your wallet and keys. And then he fucking bounces, fucking skate away. I look dumb, bro. I didn't think you were gonna talk about that. I just wanted to. I couldn't imagine it every time I wrote these notes. Anyway. So getting back to the story, um, the killer. <laughs> wait, wait. R- real quick. I didn't know. Wait, you said the Zodiac had uh, he claimed to be an escaped convict. Yeah. So he gave this whole story about he was an escaped convict from Colorado or Montana, where he apparently killed a guard and was trying to head to Mexico. But it was all bullshit, right? It was all bullshit. It was so I believe it was in case 
um somebody survived because you know i believe one of the other people had survived oh so they could the... tell the police that shit damn this yeah, motherfucker's smart again so yeah another thing <laughs> he, he had to, he had to think about so he literally has to think about every little step in these killings detail, all right how the, am the, i gonna the throw de- them the fuck off the detail of the story and damn, another, another, another thing i don't think people realize this this is the only time where he uses that costume yeah that's another weird thing. It's it's never brought up or mentioned again. That's what, so what weird. You, why why do you think he did that? Like, what do you what do you what is your personal thoughts on why he think he did that? Dude, honestly, I have zero fucking clue. Because you would assume a serial killer is gonna like use a costume or like you know like stereotypically like in the movies they can use a costume to cover their identity and kill all these people, right? But for him to wear it once, I don't know. Maybe like somehow, some way, he thought someone was gonna survive or some shit. And like see something, or maybe he got a little paranoid. I like I don't know, but then he like started killing people. I don't fucking know, dude. Started killing people un unmasked and shit. Maybe he just kind of wanted to have a sti- like a distinct look and like be like I don't know, like and I don't know, like be headlines and stuff like oh Zodiac Killer has this, like you know, just be like a fuck. What is that called? Like almost like a persona, like you know, like oh the Zodiac Killer persona, you know. So. Here's the theory, and this is why I didn't get, get into detail about the Charles Manson murder. So if you're not familiar with the Charles Manson murder, he basically killed, you know, a couple, including Sharon Tate, you know, an actress back in Hollywood back then. I mean, if you want, I don't really know what the story is. I just know he killed, it was, she was pregnant and everything. So Charles, the Charles Manson murders had just got this huge national coverage that took away from the Zodiac murder, took everything away from it. So obviously... He's upset. He's like, I literally lost my fame, whatever the fuck. Like, you know, uh, now I got to get back. And I, I somehow have to get back into the national public's eye, you know? Yeah. So my theory is he comes up with this costume, not only because he's this is the only murder that takes place in broad daylight. You got to remember that this is the only murder that takes place in broad daylight. He's covering his identity. But again, he's having that persona. So when somebody if somebody's able to stay alive, he has this whole get up and, and part of me thinks he was trying to kill them or he, he did it so they could stay alive. He wanted almost like he wanted to be seen because the costume was so out there. If you could look it up on Google, you can see the sketch of the costume he had because yeah. Brian ended up surviving the attack. It's literally like, it's a fucking, again, it's a character almost. No, and it really is. I, be, I believe he did it again to get the, uh, a national attention whatever to bring that attention to him because now not only do you have a serial killer you have a serial killer in this fucking get-up costume yeah um after the incident took place even the zodiac wrote on shepherd's car vallejo december or 12 2068 7 4 69 which is the date of the murders september 27 69 6 30 by knife which was you know the current murder like bernessa murder yeah, and here's another interesting thing. So the Zodiac had a gun. He brought a gun with him. He ordered these two people to the floor with a gun. Yeah, he even showed Brian the clip. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever seen the movie. In yeah. the clip, he shows he shows them the, the, it's fully loaded. This clip. He asked him. He was like, "Oh, how do I know it's like a real gun or real bullets? Like, is that thing even loaded?" So he so he shows him the clip, puts it back, and holsters the gun. Mm-hmm. So, and then he puts the gun back and takes out a knife. Yeah, he stabs him. This is the first. Now, this is the again the only murder that took place with a knife. Yeah, what the Charles Manson murders have a knife. It took place with a stabbing. 
So he, they believe he did this so gruesomely in order to stray that attention away and have the attention to him. Because again, he wrote, I think with black paint or something, Vallejo, mm-hmm. 12, 20, September 27, 69, 630 by knife. He seemed like an, an a, a, like, Obviously, a, a dude that was uh, like a fiend for attention. I think we could yeah. all agree on that. You know, just if he, he was obviously, well, I don't want to say obviously, but he was influenced by, it seems like he was influenced by Charles Manson to for that to be his only murder by knife. So you know it, I mean? it, there's, there's a lot of theories. And it was yeah. graphic. And it was graphic, you know, to the yeah. point where like, if you're watching the movie, bro, you see like, you know, both of them get stabbed in their back and fucking yelling loud. You know, if anything, in my opinion, I thought this was the most graphic murder. That was pretty bad, and you know, shit. I don't really like to see like that, but I mean, you know, you guys be the judge for yourself. Like, I would, I would go watch the movie if you like it. It's a long like movie. I said, but I'd recommend yeah, it. This episode was literally had it not been for the movie, like we probably wouldn't have been doing this. I mean, we probably would have been doing this this podcast anyway. But like, I think the Zodiac Killer being is just because of the movie. And I had already so living in San Francisco, like I said earlier, living in San Francisco for three years. I was planning on seeing the movie in San Francisco. Like that was one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to see the movie while living in San Francisco. I didn't get the chance to obviously, cause I watched it for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Um, but even so seeing this movie fucking scary, man, they really go out all out on the murders. Um, but the movie it's really good. It has Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo and Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I recommend going checking it out. Um, going back to the Lake Vanessa murder though, um, at around 7 40 PM, the killer had called a uh, Napa County Sheriff's Department office and reported the crime. Um, it stated that he wanted to report. So in quotes, he wanted to report a murder. No, a double murder by knife and, you know, claimed the attack and brought the police. Um, so actually, there was a boat that had passed Brian and Cecilia and kind of stopped and watched them for a second and then just took off. And I guess that same boat went to go let a park ranger know and um brian was able to climb back to the road where he was stopped by the park ranger um and got help so he actually lives from this attack but cecilia yep. unfortunately passed away um, yeah during the murder but yeah man like some graphic shit um there's a lot of stuff it's, it's very interesting if you want to look it up about the charles manson murders uh connected to the zodiac there's a lot yeah. of stuff and a lot you know, of actually, conspiracy theorists I- I didn't know that they they were connected like at all. I had no clue when you said that. I was actually shook that like it sounds like he was influenced by the Charles Manson. I mean, because they were having this is about the same timeline, you know, with that whole thing going on. Yeah. So that's kind of weird that you said that, but it sounds like the dude was obviously a fiend for attention. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, like I said, it's it, there's a lot of <laughs> connections and like. Um... Hey, what about the sighting of the the pregnant woman? So I want to talk about that later because um this, the murders are so happening. I'm gonna let you do the Modesto yeah, yeah. one, but so okay, the pregnant okay. woman's a cra- is another crazy story, and that's something a lot of people don't really get into. Um, no, that's that's a huge one. America's Most Wanted actually got into it. I'll let Michael take take care of that one. Did you want to do the Presidia Heights murder? Uh, you want me to go over it? I'll go over it. Yeah, you can you can do the notes. You can do you can just read off my notes and then yeah, l- you know, let me yeah let me talk about the Presidio Heights murder. Yeah, so. so. Two weeks later, on October 11th, 1969, a white male passenger entered their ca- entered the cab on the intersection of Mason and Gary, right? Gary Streets, Street. Street. Streets in San Francisco. Instead of being dropped off at the requested stop on Washington and Maple Streets and Presidio Heights, 
He was dropped off at Washington and Cherry Street. This is where the men had shot Stein in the head, took his wallet and car keys, and tore a section of the bloodstained shirt. Teenagers had observed the murder and gave a description of the man, 25 to 30 years old, crew cut, 5'8", and 5'8 inches, you know, in height. Radio dispatch was wrong description. (laughs) Sorry. So the the radio dispatch from the police, they were given the wrong description. Um, But this is the last official confirmed murder of the Zodiac. So taking over really quickly. So like I said, like Michael had said, there was a group of teenagers that were observing this murder from literally, literally. So the cab parked literally across the street from this house. And yeah. saw the murder took place. And it was and it, like it was a murder or the window. It was kids in the window, you know, like yep. on the second second story. And they he killed them literally right on the corner. Literally right on the corner. Like it was a, a, right a four-way intersection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. So it was a dark too. I, I wanted I like this is kind of off topic, but I've always wanted to visit that corner. I've kinda visited weird. it. Is it weird? Bro, it's it's a little eerie because if I don't know if not even to offend anybody who lives in San Francisco. If you go to Presidio, it's a really nice neighborhood. Like the view was fucking amazing. Like if you ever get the chance, you have to sick check out the view. But going to Presidio Heights, there's some there's a, some streets where they're not really lit. So like at night, you know, especially in 1969, mm-hmm. eh, I'd be a little afraid to be walking. It's a little it's a little sketch. Did you see like his point of view and stuff like from the window? Like can you see the window? So when I was living in San Francisco, again, I was not obsessed with the Zodiac, but I, a part of me wanted to go visit the murder scene. I didn't get to sit down and actually get out the car. I just kind of drove past it and checked it out. Uh, you oh, okay. can see you could see where they saw the window, and it's a very clear view of, of, of if, if they were actually looking at him. It's a super clear view. Like, there's no way the Zodiac could have saw those teenagers or not seen those teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, especially there's, there's at night, abs- right? Absolutely no way. Yeah, absolutely no way. And it seemed like their lights were on. I think in the movie the lights were the on. Lights were and on. It was like he was like shadows, you know, like literally so, looking down. About three teenagers, yeah, called and observed. So they gave the description of a 25 year old white male, crew cut five eight inches. The radio dispatch for the police instead gave a description of a Negro male, mm-hmm. and um, so they were looking for a Negro male on the street, and it wasn't until the crime scene was locked down where the actual description was given. Um, this is where actually, I believe the Zodiac had taunted the, the police and said, Oh, you know, the police could have caught me, but they were looking for the wrong man or whatever. Yeah. And he some of they the were poli- close. Yeah. And some of the officers are two of the officers like, yeah, we, we, we talked to this guy at a park and, you know, it could have been the Zodiac, but we didn't know we were looking for a white male. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that was weird was the, uh, the poor section of the bloodstained shirt. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he took his time to cut it out. No, like legit. Like he literally just killed a man. I, and in the movie, like this, he's walking calm. Like he gets out the car calm as fuck. And literally just like takes his time with this dead guy, just tears out a, sh- a shirt, you know, and then just like walks off right into the night or wherever the fuck he went. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's weird. Like, you know what I mean? But that bloodstained shirt, it, it makes sense in a little bit too, as well. So we'll get into detail on that that shirt. Um, so moving on from this is again, this is the last official confirmed murder of the Zodiac. It is yeah. then where, where the Zodiac starts to, to to send more and more letters to the Chronicle. Um, there was even one letter where he received, and I didn't even know this was a thing until the movie. I looked it up later. Um, they received a threat about shooting the school bus, 
where he quoted where he quoted saying just shoot out the, i will just shoot out the front tire and pick off the, the little kitties as they come bouncing out one by one um it is at this point where school buses were heavily followed by unmarked police cars bus drivers were given instructions on how to handle an active shooting there was even went out so far as there was bus drivers who would go out into like the middle of the cuts, which are country, which are, if you don't know what cuts are, basically yeah. just country roads, you know, middle of nowhere kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, be followed by unmarked police cars, making sure that every child was dropped off safely. Wow. That's crazy. I actually did not know that. I knew, yeah. I knew that the, you know, that he had made the threat about the, you know, killing the fucking kids or whatever, but yeah. I didn't know that their guard was like on lockdown with that. Oh yeah. He even sent the police like, descriptions of bombs you know saying if, he, if they didn't print this cipher he would he would put bombs and stuff on on buses or places in the city throughout yeah. san francisco um but basically just threat after threat after threat almost becoming like sort of a terrorist almost i think in the movie they had talked about that like if he um if, if this guy even knew how to make a bomb right or something like that they were they were questioning his intelligence they're like oh i think he, and one of the letters, don't quote me on it, but I think he was like, oh, he like said the ingredients to make a bomb, I think, something like that. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, and I think they had sent it to like the army. And like, can like can he, can he even make a bomb with this? You know, and I think they confirmed it. And I think it came back like, oh, yeah, you can make a bomb with this. Hmm. So he was a smart fucking guy. Um, it's later on during this point, too. Um, on October 20th, 1969, 2 p.m., Someone claiming to be the Zodiac called the Oakland Police Department. Um, mm-hmm. This is where um, he stated that um, he wanted, he demanded that one of two prominent lawyers at the time, F. Lee Bailey or Melvin Belly, appeared on AM San Francisco, a talk show on KGO TV hosted by Jim Donner. Bailey was not available, but Belly did appear on the show. Um Donner appeared to appeal to the viewers to keep the lines open so someone so some so the zodiac could actually call. I'll go ahead and let Andrew take over because I know he wanted to talk about this. Yeah. So basically, wait, you said the zodiac call, would you say? Oh, the someone they wanted to keep the lines open so the zodiac could call in the show. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. This is this is another weird part in this whole case. Was basically the police, all right, so. Oh, what was the name of the show? I don't even remember the, remember the name of the show. I'm sorry. Do you I got the you. Name of so it? yeah, you so it? it's so it's the KGO. Uh, so it's uh, AM San Francisco, a talk show on KGO TV. That's what it is, Jim right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim Dunbar. That was, that was the name. So on the Jim Dunbar show, whatever. Um, basically, the Zodiac had called. Right, he called the TV show, and it sounded like the the show had got uh, an exclusive interview with the Zodiac that, and he had agreed to like hop on a call with them but in that uh he said some weird shit and that like how he kept saying he had headaches throughout the whole thing and he kills for fun and this and that but um i think in that interview you can listen to it like on youtube and i don't want to spoil nothing but if you want to like go listen to it on youtube and push pause you know you can go look it up zodiac uh zodiac calls uh the jim dunbar show or something like that but in there, in that, um, when he was on the call with the police or with the fucking police, with the show, uh, he's, he, I remember tell, him telling him, Hey, meet me up at this spot. Right. He's like, Hey, like, uh, I forgot where it was maybe like a local diner or something. He's like, Hey, meet me up at this spot. And then Jim 
goes and meets him up at the spot, and then there's a shit ton of fucking media there. There's a whole bunch of police and all this crazy shit, and then no one shows up, right? That's what it was, right? I believe no one showed up, obviously. But all in all, after that, uh, after that call, they like went into went into the details, and the police said that the whoever was claiming to be the Zodiac killer on on the show. Uh, the police said that the caller was a patient at a men's mental institution and that somehow got that that somehow got to a phone when nobody was looking. And later on uh, in the it was a, it was called the three the 340 cipher. And it, it stated that this is, the, you know, the actual Zodiac, like writing a letter again, saying that wasn't me on the TV show in quotations. So that was actually what he said. So basically, it sounds like. When he was, when, you know, that when Jim Dunbar thought he had got an exclusive interview with the Zodiac that was live on air, everyone thought, oh, my God, like, this is really him. This is really him. Sounds like it was just a fucking prank call or something like that some from some guy at a mental institution. And it really was never the Zodiac the whole time. But it had everyone thinking it was Zodiac, but it really ended up being nothing. The other thing, too, is that when they asked him for his name, he said he wanted to be called Sam, which yeah. is associated with, you know, the devil and shit. Um, the caller said that he would not reveal his true identity as he was afraid of being sent to the gas chamber, which at the time was one of California's capital punishments. Um, now it's illegal, though. Um, the place that they wanted to meet was outside a shop on Mission Street in Daly City. Daly City is South San Francisco, for those who aren't familiar. It's the very, very edge of South San Francisco. Um, but no one arrived. Um, this call was later traced back to a patient in the mental institution. The investigators concluded that the man who called was not the Zodiac. Um, it is yeah. after this where just a series of mail, a series of mailings are being delivered to the SF Chronicle. And the Zodiac is claiming to have killed, at least claimed to killed 37 people at the time. Um, but they believe not, he didn't kill 37 people because he was claiming murders after they had been printed on the newspaper, which originally his MO didn't fit because his MO originally was he would claim the murders, you know, right after they had occurred. Um, so it wasn't just lining up very correctly. It is later on, though, where the last quote-unquote siding the Zodiac killer um, was heard of uh, near Modesto, California. And I'll let Andrew take care of that one. Did you have the notes for that one? Or did you want to kind of tell the story yeah. about that one? Okay. Yeah. Um. So basically, the whole thing that happened, you know, with this Modesto siding of the Zodiac was there was, uh, I believe it was a Modesto woman just driving, right, with her baby in the car. Her name was, uh, sorry, her, don't to cut you off. So it was March 20. 20- 22nd 1970 um her name was kayleen jones she was yeah, on highway might. 30 highway 132 near Modesto. 132 right yeah i yeah. think that's i think isn't that like a like a country route or something like that it's not so really it's, like, like a busy busy one it's literally the road i take to go see my girlfriend okay <laughs> yeah, yeah it's kind of creepy oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i when i found out about that part i was like no fucking way but yeah go ahead yeah, well, I mean, if you need to interrupt me for any details that are missing out, because I'm just going to say, like, the concept of the story. I don't I don't have, no, like, yeah. the deep, deep details. So, if you know, yeah. interrupt me at any time, you know, if you, you know, for the details. But basically, she's driving on the freeway with her boy or with her baby, right? Just her and her baby, you know, just mom and her baby. A car is, like, I believe following her, right? Or just right behind her. 
and uh flashes his lights right or like has his like i don't know somehow gets her attention with the lights right mm-hmm. and he got her to pull over right like on the side of the freeway literally got her to pull over and he pulls up right behind right and then if you watch this in the movie the whole vibe is just like creepy like you know you kind of just tell but he pulls up and he's like hey uh you know your your tire is loose and it's like wiggling looks like it's about about like about to fall off and he offers her like hey i could tighten it for you and then he she's just like oh um okay you know thank you i'd, I'd appreciate that so he goes to his car and then he gets his tool right and then he comes he comes to the back i believe it was the back passenger tire oh at least in the movie it was the back passenger tire he comes and then he loosens the um you know the tire the really nuts. yeah yeah he loosens the lug nuts loosen the lug nuts and then he goes back to her and says all right you're all good you know and then it continues on and then she stays there for a little bit but he gets in his car and drives off first so while she's just you know sitting in her car i think i don't know i forgot what the hell she was doing she, she just let him go first right he was going first and then she she starts driving behind him and then, you know, her fucking tire is loose, so she doesn't make it far at all. And then her, you know, tire starts wobbling, and then it falls off. And then, you know, the, the tire is just completely gone, and, you know, like, her car is getting dragged now. So she still was able to pull over, but obviously the Zodiac Killer saw that happening. He saw, I mean, he saw that the car fell down, obviously, and he puts it in reverse and pulls back up to her and is like, oh well like I, I can take you to a local tire shop if you'd like and she um she seemed a little unsure but she still accepted and she was like yeah um i'd appreciate that so basically you know he she she gets in his car and um she brings his baby or her baby right in the car with the zodiac and then you, you in the movie at least you the zodiac says oh i didn't know you had a baby and she was like um yeah is that a problem and she was like, he, he, he didn't say nothing, I believe. And he just, just continued driving. So and he's driving, you know, uh, and it's like the vibe is just weird. Like the guy's quiet, like, you know, the whole time and shit. Like you can tell the lady was starting to get a little nervous or whatever. And they're driving and they passed, uh, I believe it was a shop or a gas station or something like that. Yeah. They drive and then they pass it up. And then um, she she tells him, like, I think you just passed, a, you know, a shop, a local shop. And he's like, that one's closed. And then, you know, she's just kind of like, oh, um, OK. And, you know, and then she could see that the, like the with the worry and the like anxiousness is, is in here and it's starting to build up. And this is all while she has her baby in her hand or her baby like in her lap. And, you know, he he continues driving past that shop and then he tells you. Before before I kill you, I'm going to throw your baby out the window. And basically, you know, they, they continue driving, whatever. But in in the next scene in the Zodiac or in, in the movie, uh, all in all, it, I think it like blanks out and then it goes so to the scene. Sorry, yeah, she's, no, she's, go a, ahead, go she, ahead. she's she's able to jump off. Uh, yeah, the, she's able to jump off, jump out of the car because I guess so. Uh, an American Most Wanted. This is where I'm getting my source. They interviewed actually, they interviewed the actual person and she was saying that she jumped out with her baby into a ditch near the road, mm-hmm. near the back roads on Tracy. And um, so she jumps out of the, she jumps off of the car and runs into the, runs into the fields or runs into the bushes. 
it is at this point where she runs into the bushes and the zodiac speeds off after seeing a truck driver pull pull to the side to see what the commotion is about then she's confronted by the truck driver and tells him the story and the whole story about um you know oh yeah this this guy tried to kill me my baby whatever she's then taken to patterson california which is where i see my girlfriend and if you're not familiar with patterson california it's a very very small town there's only the police department is like so patterson california is really really small and the downtown area is not even a downtown it's a small little area and um she goes to the police department and she as she's following the report she's she's on the patterson police um wall that there's a drawing of the zodiac and you know the the sketch that they have the glasses and the, and the cut yeah and she goes that's the man that that's that's the guy who just who just kidnapped me and you know she claims like yeah that's that's the same guy who just kidnapped me glasses everything um so looking it up here she says that when john gave her when james when john when caitlin gave her statement to the sergeant on duty she noticed that the police composite uh, sketch of Paul Stein's killer and recognized him as the man who abducted her and her child. Um, fearing that he might return to kill them all, the sergeant had uh, Caitlin wait in the dark at nearby Mills Restaurant where her, where her car was found. It had been gutted and torched. Mills Restaurant is actually still open to this day. Um, I've been Isn't in that restaurant. I've been in that restaurant. So really quickly, just a personal story, because I'm sure this is going to interest a few people. So Highway 132 is the highway you take to Vernales, or sorry, it's the highway that goes all the way to fucking Cutlerville or or Dogtown of California. And if you take that road, it takes you to Waterford, and then it takes you in the middle of Modesto, takes you to, uh, you land on Yosemite Road, and then you go into d street and l street you kind of go where the modesto police department is at the brendan movie theater in downtown modesto and then you turn on to Mays boulevard and that whole section that whole little highway is highway 32 yeah now I'm the road area so the road yeah so the road i had to take to see my girlfriend and there was two ways i could take i could take take it there i could either take uh let's see here i could either take north Car- carpenter road which leads straight into highway 32 yeah or i could take beckwick road um to go see my girlfriend it's what, what you could take either of those two roads um those yeah. are the two roads that i usually take so the main road that i use is beckwith and i go all the way down to north heart road and i make a left on north heart road you go all the way down and in the middle of that you hit twin rivers which is where highway 32 was at and Highway 32, you, you take that road all the way to Vernales. It eventually will lead you to the San Joaquin River. And then it just heads uh, towards the highway, towards Tracy. And it's assumed that she was dropped off or she jumped off, I'm sorry, um, near the San Joaquin River. And she was then taken to Patterson, uh, the police station. Not sure exactly where she was at. She must have been like near Vernales or something. Um, because the closest city then is then Wesley, and then it heads into Patterson, and this is all near the I-5. And the Patterson Police Department is uh, in the middle of the downtown area, and then the Mel's Diner is uh, southeast, I believe. So all this this fucking this whole area, I know, because I, I you know 
visiting my girlfriend, taking those back roads to Modesto and back and forth. Yeah. They're, they're faster than taking the fucking freeway. It's, it's crazy how close he was, you know, to be honest with you, how close no, he was it, to this. It's thing. creepy. So, I have family in Modesto and stuff, so I'm always on, like, Carpenter and, you know, all, like, Maze and all that stuff. And I had and no they, idea. I had no idea he uh he was in modesto no fucking idea so this man this really it, it meant he was close to yeah literally when i was watching the movie and i saw modesto i was like modesto i out loud i went modesto i turned it off i was like no fucking way he was in modesto it creeped me out too much no it is creepy like it's fucking really creepy like i don't know that shit still creeps me out to this day i want to go to that corner though in san francisco as Easy weird as that might be like you know I, i'm probably gonna go there eventually or at least once in my lifetime just to see like what the fuck the point of view was like you know what i mean yeah but so, go ahead yeah i don't know no you go ahead so you know kind of wrapping up things here really quickly i know it's already been an hour or whatever such um so that was the last confirmed sight in the zodiac killer or at least you know on paper um yeah. hadn't he claimed to kill 37 again but you know they really couldn't confirm whether or not he did it um, fast forward to present day, and apparently the cold case has been solved, and the identity of the Zodiac Killer um, was solved by this team called the Case Breakers, a team of more than 40 former law enforcement investigators. Wow. I'm reading this off Fox News. Wow. Um, 40 former law investigators, journalists, and military intelligence officers who have tackled other mysteries, such as the D.B. Cooper hijacking heist, the disappearance of former Union law bo- mob boss, um, Jimmy Hoffa and other unsolved cases. Um, the Zodiac Killer has been connected to the five murders that occurred between 1968 and 1969 in the San Francisco area. Um, it is believed that the man who um, committed these murders was known as Gary F. Posey. Um, the casebreakers say that he has identified the Zodiac Killer as Gary Francis Posey, who passed away in 2018. Um, other clues included deciphering the letter um sent, or, so some clues that hint towards this being the possible identity was that one of the features that this guy had was the scar on his forehead uh, forehead matched the yeah. scar on the sketch of the zodiac killer um another one says that in letters deciphered um by the zodiac revealed gary to be the killer um and basically said his whole name the team also believes that um, he killed Cherry Joe Bates on October 31, 1966 in Riverside, California, uh, hundreds of miles south from the San Francisco area, um, where two years before the first killing of the Zodiac Killer occurred. Um, I believe the FBI and the San Francisco Police Department, whatever, have said that they don't believe this is the man, that this is the man who was the Zodiac Killer, that the case is still open today. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, this is what they got. This is who they're assuming to be the identity. I know you did an episode on it. How do you feel about it? Well, I didn't do a whole episode, but I just talked about, I mean, how it supposedly was solved. And I kind of just broke it down, like, you know, like the bare minimum of the case. But I don't know. The guys just terrorized fucking San Francisco for all these years, you know, like, regardless, dudes like fucked up, you know, like you don't just go and kill people for fucking attention. I don't know, I just think it's fucked up, you know, but, I mean, I don't know, man, the guy's just weird, like, I, I think it would be, it would be one of those cool things that, like, everyone low-key wants to solve it, and just be like, oh, like, you know, this is really cool, but would people want this to be solved, like, if, if it was solved, it wouldn't be as big of, 
a case, you know? Mm. So I don't know, like it's just fucking the the case is weird, but I honestly I'm a I don't want to say I'm a fan of it, <laughs> but you're you know intrigued I mean? by it. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. You know what I mean? Just I don't know. I think a lot of people are. It's one of those cases that's just completely different. And I don't think there's lots of cases like it, you know, because people like if you kill someone nowadays and you fucking write or write a letter to the, you know, the police station, you know, handwritten and with your own language or cipher or whatever, I think the chances of you getting away with it are very slim. You know, like I think they'll, they'll be able to crack it. They have technology that's crazy. You know, they have Internet. They have all kinds of sources, you know, back then they didn't have no social media or nothing like can't, you know, so you can't get away with that shit no more. And I think that's that's why it's so like such an iconic thing, just because you're like, well, he was really getting away with this. Like, what the fuck? Like, it makes no sense. But, you know, that's how I feel about the case. So my thoughts about the Zodiac Killer, you know, I've always been intrigued by it by a little kid as a little kid, especially living in San Francisco was very much. Not a folktale, but stories people would tell about the Zodiac. You know, it's always like, hey, man, like, can you believe the Zodiac killer killed this close? And you'd be like, yeah, man, like, I could only imagine if he was still alive today. You know, part of me doesn't believe that they... I remember reading the TMZ article about them cracking the case, and I was like, I won't, I'm not going to believe it until the FBI confirms it. So, you know, I don't believe that this is the Zodiac killer. I believe that his identity has gone of him, that he's basically dead at this point. Um. But yeah, man, I mean, this guy was a fucking creep, wrote letters to the newspaper claiming to kill 37 people, claiming to threaten a school full of school bus full of kids, starting to plant bombs all around the San Francisco area. I mean, I, I believe that this case takes so much popularity from Northern California just because of how close the killings are and how bizarre it is. You know, you don't really see a serial killer like this yeah. from, Ted Bund- from Ted Bundy to Charles Manson to fucking... Yeah. You know, um, I forget what the, the Night Stalker, which is another one we plan on covering. Um, there's two Night oh, Stalkers yeah. actually, but it's it's crazy. It's a crazy thing. Do you know which one we're gonna do next on uh, on these episodes? I think we, I was talking to you about the Night Stalker, but I don't know. How do you feel about that? So you know, just if you're here at the end of us, um, I do believe the next thing we'll, well, next serial killer we'll do will be. Um, the uh night stalker the the one who was i believe he's in los angeles right wasn't the bay area night stalker no no so there's la so if you're familiar with the night stalker there's two of them there's a night stalker in the bay area which were well he's most mostly known as the golden state killer that one's a really crazy one and then there's the night stalker in la so i think the next one we can do is the golden the night stalker from la and then we'll do the golden state killer um, but I yeah. do want to touch upon like paranormal or some sci-fi shit, but we'll oh, see. Like I sure. said, this, this this is our first, first episode. Um, so, and we had to do it through zoom just because there's a lot of stuff going on with us in our personal lives, but the next one for <laughs> sure will be, will, will be through person. Um, oh, but yeah. Sure. Um, so when you, when you, when you guys hear this, it'll be December 4th. Um, we're going to try and record some episode, another episode before the holidays out, but the next one should be before, like around the 18th. And then you'll have another one, you know, in January and such. But like I said, this would be like twice a month, kind of us breaking down cases like this or, you know, um, it doesn't even have to be unsolved. It could be UFOs, sci-fi, paranormal, conspiracy theories, whatever. All kinds of stuff. Just, you know, if you're into any of that, I suggest you guys listen to these. Cause, I mean, because this is also our first one. So if it was a little bumpy as we went on, you know, 
and we apologize for that but it's our first like you know ever episode so you yeah. know have some patience with us you know what i'm saying yeah. i mean like i said we, we both have different podcasts i'm a wrestling podcast i'm the host of the kayfabe for wrestling podcast so you know it's i'm a, I'm a wrestling podcast whereas andrew yeah. is more of day-to-day topics yeah exactly um, but I've, I've always wanted to do something like this and you know andrew was really wanting to do something like this so yeah, we're now officially part of the well, I like to call it the Kayfabe Network. But we're gonna you're gonna be seen as I think collab a little more often. Oh yeah, for sure. We got we got some stuff off our sleeves that I think might catch people off guard, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's upcoming. <laughs> that's stuff for another day. But anyway, so without further ado, gonna end the episode here. I'll give my outro, you give your outro. But again, I'm Carlos Duran. I'm host of the Kayfabe podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, all at the same at. They are at Kayfabe Network. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Kayfabe Network. I recommend following my Instagram account as that's where I'm the most active. You could also listen to us wherever you follow, You find your uh, free, or wherever you find your podcast for free, at least for me. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Uh, where can the audience find you, Andrew? So if you guys want to get in touch with me, um, follow my Instagram at in conversation pod on Instagram. Again, that is at in conversation pod on Instagram. We are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, and we are on Google Podcasts. So if you're on, you know, you listen on any of those, go um, I would definitely, you know, I'd recommend go checking my my show out if you're in and uh, like a day-to-day listen. I, I don't uh, upload daily, but I do upload weekly, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. But, you know, we go over day-to-day topics, just news. Um, A lot of it's cult, like culture-based. A lot of it is like um, business, I guess you could say, like stuff I kind of like to do. But, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to, you know, um, I know I'm speaking to a, a probably a, a pretty big audience with the Kayfabe Network, but me and, uh, you know, Carlos here, the host of the Kayfabe Network, we get along pretty good and stuff, so. You know, I'd recommend, I don't know, if you guys if you guys like Carlos, you know, come check me out. I think uh, you guys would like my show as well. But, yeah, uh, other than that, man, I, I think I had a pretty fun on today's episode. And we'll definitely improve. You know, this one was, I mean, I don't want to say it was bumpy, you know. But, it could sound a little bumpy, you know. We, uh, at times, you know, we were a little kind of lost in it. But I think we kind of have our footing now. This is the episode where we kind of find our footing. So we'll, exactly. know what to do next. we'll know what to do next time. So think of it as like a pilot episode. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah. But it'll be something, be something and to some, show people. Some episodes, you know, who knows? They could be shorter. They could be longer. You know, we we, we want to aim for like 45 minutes. You know, this one might hour. be a little over 45 to an hour, you know. But, I mean, Zodiac is a big case, you know. So there's a lot of stuff to go over. But, for example, like other cases could be, you know, 45 minutes or, you know, they might even be 30 minutes. You know, it really just depends. But we just want to, you know, if you guys are into the sci-fi, we want to target like this audience, you know, because it's something we like to do. And then, you know, to expand out. So, yeah, we appreciate you guys. <laughs> yeah. So speaking off behalf of Andrew and me. Uh, so I don't know how to, I was going to do like a wrestling thing. But anyway, thank you guys for listening to us. Hopefully you guys will tune us in. Tune in next time uh, for our episode. Remember, this is the you can find us both. You can find this episode both on the Kayfade podcast and again, conversation podcast to so collab with the both of us. So, yeah, this has been the con- the. I don't even know how to say our own goddamn name. We literally came up with the name <laughs> like before we shot the episode. I already had the, I already had the name planned out, but I changed it literally last minute. The yeah. comp the compendium hour. Well, yeah. So this this is the show now. The, the compendium, compendium hour. hour. The yes, compendium sir. Hour. 
yeah so hope you guys thank you guys for listening on behalf of me and andrew good night and we will see you guys hopefully in the next episode catch you guys later peace